The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hey, AI Today listeners. Want to dive deeper and get resources to drive your AI efforts further? We've put together a carefully curated collection of resources and tools handcrafted for you, our listeners, to expand your knowledge, dive deeper into the world of AI, and provide you with the essential resources you need. From books and materials ranging from fundamentals of AI to deep dives on implementing AI projects to AI ethics, tools, software, checklists, and more, our resources page will help you on your AI journey whether you're just starting out or you're well on your way. Check it out at aitoday.live slash list. That's aitoday.live slash L-I-S-T. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Walsh. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. And you know, one of the great things about AI and machine learning and big data, and also one of the problems of AI, machine learning, and big data is that we have so many different communities involved that are addressing different parts of AI, machine learning, and big data. We have, on the one hand, data scientists and machine learning engineers who are building machine learning models and doing analysis. On the other hand, we have data engineers and you know big data management folks who are dealing with storage and moving around of data. And of course, we have project managers and and, and senior level folks who are dealing with business requirements, and they all have their different languages. They all have different ways of saying different things from their own different perspectives. And while that's great, because that's what you need to make something like AI success, it's also a challenge because the terminology sometimes is not always in alignment. And also, you may be thinking about something from one perspective. You might be a data science person and thinking, oh, I need to build a machine learning model, but you got to make that model work somewhere. So at some point, you got to talk to someone who's an engineer or who's an IT or an operations, and they're not going to be thinking about algorithms or models. They may even confuse those two terms, right? Um, they may be thinking in terms of uh, clusters, and they may be thinking in terms of data pipelines, and they may be thinking in terms of big data. So Part of the reason why we're doing these glossary series is to explain these terms that you may or may not be as comfortable or familiar with, but also give you that vocabulary that you can use to talk to others. So we're going to do our best to relate these ideas to each other from those different perspectives at that level where you need to understand it so you can explain it. So many of you have given us good feedback that you've enjoyed that from our AI Today glossary series. We have a lot more of them, but I do encourage you to listen to all of them, even for terms you may know because it gives you that ability to explain that to others who may not know. Exactly. And so if you've not done so already, subscribe to AI Today so you can get notified of all of our upcoming episodes. We have more in the glossary series, as Ron mentioned, as well as interviews and additional topics as well. So our glossary, we put together an incredibly comprehensive glossary. You can find it at Cognolytica.com, and we always link to it in the show notes as well for our glossary series. We wanted to make sure that we were going over key AI, machine learning, and big data terms at a high level so that we presented these terms and you would at least understand them uh, at a high level, understand how they fit into this AI landscape, and so that if it comes up in conversation, it's not the first time that you've heard of these terms. On the podcast, we present terms, either one term or a grouping of terms that make sense so you can understand how they relate to each other. And on today's podcast, we want to go over the terms Hadoop and MapReduce. 
Yeah, let's start with MapReduce. And let's remember the context in which we're doing, because I know these may be some technical terms you may be familiar with or not familiar with, or maybe you are familiar with and wondering, why are we talking about this on a AI Today podcast, right? And uh, in our one of our previous podcasts, we talked about the need to analyze and understand unstructured data. So first talking about unstructured data, for example, that's data that doesn't fit into a well-defined schema, you can't put it in a database. So email and images and video and conversations and all that sort of stuff, all that great stuff. And of course, if you're familiar with machine learning, you know that one of the great powers of machine learning is to provide some understanding of that through natural language processing, for example, or recognition systems, any of the conversational stuff. But one of the questions, the issues we have is, especially if we have a lot of it, so this is a big data problem and it's changing a lot, where, where do we put all that? Well, it's not going to sit on your personal computer. <laughs> it's got to go somewhere in the organization. And one of the uh, challenges we had in the early days was the fact that we didn't really have a great place to not only place this data other than just on hard drives, you know, to actually use it, not just put it for storage somewhere. We, you know, All we had were data warehouses and data warehouses were really set up to deal with structured data. That is data from databases and well-defined schema. And they did a great job of that. They aggregated information from all these different data sources. We could transform and load it there and we can do all this analytical stuff, but we couldn't use any of that for this unstructured data. So then, so before the data lake came about, um, companies like Yahoo, which was one of the earliest, biggest companies in the internet space, and Google realized that they had this problem, this challenge of trying to get analysis from all of this unstructured data, you know, the videos, the chat forums when they had that, you know, the news that they had to process email, you know, Yahoo email, and then Gmail with Google Mail, and then uh, Microsoft, all these companies. So in 2002, um, Google actually produced, had wrote a paper about an approach that they wanted to use to address this issue of querying data from these very large data sets that were unstructured. And so this idea was called MapReduce. And MapReduce is an approach. So it's a it's a concept. It's a, a structural technical concept. Uh, it's an approach to get analytical or query results from very large data sets. And the approach that we would use, this is sort of the map part, mapping data out by, by partitioning analytical or query data across multiple parallel systems. So we'd push them out to lots of little systems. And then we would aggregate those responses. That's the reduce part. So map it out to a bunch of systems, then reduce it back, thereby enabling analysis and query over big data sets. So it was developed by Yahoo and Google, and it was popularized by Hadoop, which we'll get into it. That's a particular implementation of MapReduce, as well as other ones. Hadoop is not the, was not the only one. and But really, this approach of MapReduce really revolutionized the ability to quickly and efficiently handle these big data requirements. And um, you know the, the idea was like we don't need to sacrifice accuracy or timeliness um, you know to get high quality. So we don't have to sacrifice performance to do that. And really there are two major insights and four like key aspects. You know we're like we needed algorithms <laughs> as a way of doing the analytics. So we needed some something that can gain some insight from all this unstructured data without this complicated process. And we and the other insight was that storage became cheaper. So we didn't have to worry about saving hard drives because hard drives are so expensive. So we're like, oh, let's sort of treat storage like water and just have tons and tons of them. So the idea with MapReduce and a related idea called the fault tolerant 
distributed disk storage, the Google file system, is like, let's just don't have any schema. So store the data, store lots and lots of copies of it. So the idea was make lots of copies, have what's called durable writing. So once we write it, write it, we don't want to lose it. So how do you make sure you don't lose it? Well, you make many copies of it, right? So you don't have it all in one place. Fault tolerant. So of course, we have lots of little clusters, lots of little systems that'll do some piece of analysis. So if one of them goes down, no big deal. I got 10 others or 100 others, right? And then there's this idea of called automatic rebalancing, which is really the idea that we don't want to be moving data around. We don't want to have people sort of like say, oh, I have too much data in this one place. I need to move it to another place. Just have the machine automatically. And it was a very popular idea. And MapReduce, there's some timeline here, but you know, by, between the time it was introduced in 2002 and by the time Yahoo like really made it a big thing, this is before Yahoo became not a big thing, but when Yahoo was a big thing, they were able to sort a terabyte of information in three and a half minutes over 900 nodes. But like just a few months later more, they were able to sort uh, over a terabyte, more multiple terabytes, a petabyte in just a short amount of time. So it just went to show that the approach here was just have lots of commodity systems, each handling a piece of the problem. Don't have to worry about the transforming, no schema, and we can make it work. And so Hadoop, uh, sorry, MapReduce really got us into this place where we could think about efficiently handling big data, especially if it's unstructured. Exactly. So, you know, as Ron mentioned, Hadoop, well, we're going to also define that term. So Apache Hadoop is an open source framework used to efficiently store and process large data sets. Rather than using one large computer to store and process all the data, Hadoop allows for the clustering of multiple computers to analyze massive data sets in parallel more quickly. So, you know, we're thinking about it. He, Ron said, okay, well, storage is now cheaper. So we don't need one large computer that we have to make sure is super, you know, large that we can store all this. Why don't we just break it up and we'll have multiple computers that we can use now to analyze this massive data set in parallel. And so it helps do it uh, quickly. Uh, a, a, a Apache Hadoop is free and open source software framework. So it's focused on distributed storage and processing of big data using the MapReduce programming model. And so again, as we had mentioned, it was inspired by those Google papers on their MapReduce and Google file system. Hadoop is really built for distribution and high availability, so fault tolerance. Uh, it's clustered on commodity or higher-end hardware, and all the modules in Hadoop are designed with the assumption that hardware failures are common and should be automatically handled. So there's a few main components of the ecosystem, and that's Hadoop, e <laughs> Hadoop Common, also, this Hadoop distributed file system, so it's just a distributed file system that stores data on commodity machines with very high aggregate cluster bandwidth. Hadoop Yarn, in case you've heard of that, it's just managing computing resources and clusters and scheduling. And then Hadoop MapReduce. So that's the implementation of the MapReduce programming language for large-scale data processing. What's important to note about Hadoop is that machine learning can be done on Hadoop using Apache Spark. And we had talked about that in our um, tooling and framework podcast that we'll link to. So you can listen to that and kind of check it out. You also may not have heard of Hadoop because there are commercial offerings from 
uh, vendors out there that use Hadoop. So maybe you haven't heard Hadoop, you've heard some of those commercial offerings. But again, just note at you know that high level, if somebody brings up the word Hadoop, somebody brings up the word MapReduce, you at least understand what it is and how it kind of fits into this whole AI and machine learning landscape. Yeah. And part of the reason why we're not mentioning those vendor names we, you've probably heard of is because the vendors change all the time. As a matter of fact, you know, when we first you know, started doing this research in the space you know, many, many years ago, there were like three or four or five big companies in the space, but they all kind of bought each other out. And actually, some of these companies are now kind of in the midst of reinventing themselves. So it's not important, you know, but you, but there are these major company names, as well as, you know, even the cloud vendors, all the cloud vendors, the big ones have cloud-based equivalents of Hadoop and these big storage systems where you don't need to even worry about implementing them. You just put your data up there in the cloud. And it, and if you use one of these uh, like structures for, for storing information that they have, they all have their different names for it, then you get all the benefits of uh, Hadoop and MapReduce without having to worry about managing those servers. So, so this is kind of these, that's why these are more at a conceptual level to understand. So the concept of MapReduce and the concept of Hadoop, and of course the products, they come and they go and uh, they use the sorts of things, but on the shoulders of giants, they sit. And uh, it's very important when we're trying to make use of them for AI and machine learning projects. Exactly. And so now, at least at a high level, you've heard of these terms and you understand if they come up in a conversation, what they are. But understanding these terms at a high level is one thing and understanding how to put them into practice is another. And that's really where CPMAI comes into play, the Cognitive Project Management for AI methodology. We want you to be successful in your AI projects, and we want you to have a common understanding, a step-by-step approach of how to run your projects. And that's what CPMAI is all about. So for our listeners, we've put together a free intro to CPMAI course. You can go to aitoday.live slash CPMAI and register for free. If you're interested in getting CPMAI certified, then go to cognolitica.com slash CPMAI. We've had podcasts with CPMAI certified individuals where they've really helped highlight and showcase how CPMAI has helped them, how it's helped enhance their career, how it's helped them better manage and understand how to run AI projects, and also how to talk to different teams. Uh, Maybe they weren't always familiar with some of these terms, and so now they have. I mean, yes, our glossary series does help, but the CPMAI methodology and our training goes into it in much greater detail. So we'll link to both of them in the show notes, and I encourage you to check it out. You can also type in the URLs that I shared and get their that way as well. Like this episode and want to hear more? With hundreds of episodes and over 3 million downloads, check out more AI Today podcasts at aitoday.live. Make sure to subscribe to AI Today if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, or your favorite podcast platform. Want to dive deeper and get resources to drive your AI efforts further? We've put together a carefully curated collection of resources and tools handcrafted for you our listeners, to expand your knowledge, dive deeper into the world of AI, and provide you with the essential resources you need. Check it out at aitoday.live slash list. This sound recording and its contents are copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast. <laughs>